0: Greetings, this is Marcus Staples, your servant Jesus Christ, coming to you with another edition of Unpacking the Theology, the show that unpacks the reason behind the rhyme in Christian hip-hop. Now we just finished a three-part series on a single song. This week, we're going to keep up with a similar thematic pattern. I did that because that just seemed like a good fit, something to do, a, a smooth transition kind of back into the, our normal way of doing things. And we're going to do that by unpacking Orlando Aska's track. By His Grace from His Album Divine Meditations, Volume 1. So, usually, this is where we start with our verse of the day, but I'm going to do something a little bit different today. And the reason I'm going to do this is because the verse that w- goes along with this episode is actually read throughout the course of the song. So, there's no getting around the fact that Orlando Asco wanted this to be a key text that's considered when listening to it. It comes from Ephesians chapter 2, and it's verses 1 through 10 and 18 through 22. When we unpack justification by faith alone from through him, we looked at God's work of redemption through his son, and that though we sin, we ought not to forget his grace. In this track, Orlando Asca picks up on that latter half of that theme, God's assurance of grace. Now, like I said, I'm not going to read it just yet, because Orlando Asca plays a read through of this text during the song, and he uses it to separate his verses, so I'm going to do the same thing here. In essence, we're going to be working through the text as we work through the song. So this song is set up in the form of a sort of a lesson, and the lesson has three parts. The first part presents two scenarios split into day one and day two. The second part explains the meaning of the scenarios, why why he's using these two examples. And then the third part concludes with the lesson that's being taught and gives us its application. So the first part of our verse for the episode intros the song, and it's going to be Ephesians 2, verses 1-7. through They read... And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love of which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together in Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised up with him, and seated with him, in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So that in the coming ages, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. So this text is put at this spot in the song to remind us of the state that we're in before we were raised up by Christ. It's there to kind of keep us humble as Orlando Aska gets into the first verse. So in the first verse, he starts off by presenting two scenarios. Like I said, day one and day two. We'll call day one the holy day. That's the day where things are going great between you and God. You know those days, like, you get up early, you do your devotions, you pray, you know, you're feeling at peace, you walk outside and the sun is shining and the birds are singing and everything's going great, you know. You're at work and you're able to tell your co-workers about Jesus, you know, you go home and and nothing seems like it can go wrong. You're having a blessed day. But then you wake up the next day, day two, we'll call our bad day. And nothing seems to go right. You didn't set your alarm the night before, you wake up late, so you're frustrated from the get-go. And then everything seems to annoy you, you know, you hit every red light on your way to work. Somebody cuts you off. You, you get into the office and you just miss the elevator. You know, those days. And those days you can't help but be rude to everyone. And praying and doing your devotion seem to be the farthest thing from your mind. And even sometimes you feel compelled to pray, but you might feel too ashamed. It's really the opposite of the first day. So that's how he starts. Right after that, he kind of gives you the meaning of the scenarios. Almost from a worldly perspective, the purpose of the scenario seems like it would be, well, this is how a Christian should live his life every day. If you're living your life like the bad day, you're doing it wrong. But that's not what he's trying to explain at all. See, scripture paints a very different picture of the Christian life. Remember our text, we were dead before God raised us up. We're not Christians because we earned God's favor by right living. But rather, we're Christians because God decided to show us his immeasurable mercy and kindness when we were still living against him. Orlando Asca describes to us that if we're truly in Christ, our good or bad days don't define our right standing with God. But rather, it's our status as being declared justified before him. And that leads into the second part of our verse for this episode. And that's the next three verses, verses 8 through 10. They are, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are as workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. See, if our salvation was not obtained by works, how can we think that they can be lost by them? This text clearly states that even our good works are a gift from God. So our good days are every bit an act of God's loving kindness as our salvation is. And our bad days cannot mean that God has abandoned us or removed his salvation from us. This is why James, the brother of Jesus, wrote this in chapter 1 of his epistle. Count it joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. See, when we're having trials and bad days and things are going wrong for us, it's not because God has abandoned us, but we should take it as an opportunity to help build and refine our faith. So now on to the second verse, the lesson. The lesson can be summed up this way. We are bought and sustained by Christ. Orlando starts off his explanation of this by stating that Jesus plus nothing equals everything. We can't add or take away from the work of God. Nothing we can do can further assure or secure our salvation. And likewise, nothing we can do can cause us to lose it. See, Jesus is above all. He was before all, and through him all things were created. Even then, he came and died on the cross to bring us salvation. So, when people say you have to earn your way or work your way into heaven, or that our continuing salvation is dependent on our works... They're lying to you. Jesus' grace is sufficient enough for all of life's trials. Because on the cross, Christ took the punishment in our place. This is the concept known as penal substitutionary atonement. Our sins were imputed or reckoned to Christ's account. And Christ's righteousness was imputed or reckoned to our account. This was the only way that men could be saved. But it doesn't only save us, it sustains us even when we're going through trials final part of our verse for this episode, which is read right at the end of the song, is Ephesians 2 verses 18-22. For through him we both have access in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundations of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure, being joined together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In Him, you are also being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. And that's the message that Orlando Aske is trying to communicate here. If this has piqued your interest and you want to hear more of his work, head over to our website, unpackingtheology.wordpress.com, where you can find a link to purchase it. You can also find a link in the podcast feed. On our website, you can also find every episode we've ever produced of the show, organized by artists and topics. And while you're there, feel free to subscribe to our podcast. You can find links to get to it on iTunes or any other podcast service you'd like to connect to. And if you want to contact us, hit us up on Twitter. Our handle is at Podcast. And don't forget to visit our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash unpacking the theology, where you can leave us questions or comments or, or any feedback or suggestions you have for the show. And while you're checking us out on social media, be sure to tell your family and friends about the show. If you're benefiting from it, why not share? Besides, if you guys don't let people know about it, we have no audience, and if we have no audience, then we have no show. So, spread the word. And as always, if you have any songs you would like us to unpack, please let us know. We hope you can join us for our next unpacking. Thank you, and God bless.